So it's a... Well, it's been a fascinating conversation last night, I think, over pizza <laughs> with Dan Maudup. We nearly. That's, that's not how you say surname. That's not how you say it. Oh, I had to, Dan oh, Maidup. My wife called you Dan Maidup oh, because course. you remember I was down in I was down in Maidstone out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's she right. She said, "Why are you staying the extra night?" And I went, "I'm out with Dan." What did you pronounce it then? Maudup. Maudup. Is yeah. that Dan Maudup? She went, "That's made up." Your wife's. That is the best version of. If you ain't going to say more dub, say made up. Made up. More dub. More dub. Mate, I've just been on camera talking to you about my surname. I know. I can't get it wrong now. But you've let me call you Dan Maudub. I know. I know. I'm like... Gracious guy. Can't keep it. Keep it chilled. More dub. More dub. Mate, seeing as we've got a guest here... Mm. Yeah, it looks like you two have... Oh, here we go. It all oh, comes out now. It all comes out now. Where is it? Aftershave roulette is back into ovens. <laughs> How many aftershaves? Well, for those who don't know what this is, basically we created this game when we're out doing a tour. We've got, light, we've got lights in there so that when we'd open up the briefcase of people, um, it all lit up, lit their face up. Yeah, uh, like, right. Mesmerised. So we've yeah. got a selection of aftershaves. So we got in there. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at this. We've got uh, Blue Stratos, Old Spice... Beautiful. Uh, Britney Spears, um, fantasy. I don't know what the other one is called. There. What is Something this little pink little love bomb thing uh, all about? Gibellini what is this? Gibellini one fragrance. There's you. And uh, Famille. Suddenly. Right. So if we said, so there's there's eight there. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, if you shut your eyes and I'll muddle them up, yeah. and then you pick a number. And yeah. so it's fair, there'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's yeah. Run, right? Yeah, and so it's fair, you're obviously not just going to pick the... the, the pr- oh, of course right. you would. We've that. only done that to Graham Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> you can trust us. Right, shut your eyes. You heard it here, boys and girls. We can trust them. Right, I'm going to muddle it up. Here we go. Don't look. By the way, Don't look. this was not in the memo. You said we were talking about AI. Right, Which one, was two, a eight, your choice. Six. You can open your eyes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Gibellini. <laughs> what you got? I have a Gibellini fragrance. It's one fragrance. What? That's from... Uh, that is this male or female? We don't know. We don't, don't know. know. So it's more so androgynous. I think it's... Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Here we go. Let's have a little so, spritz of that. Let's have a little spritz. Oh, spray up, good. When we're doing it, where, where, where's no, it got? It's just around the neck, around the beard line. Mm. Oh, it is a bit, it is a little bit, um, a bit metro. Do you want anything here, Beachy? Oh, I think I'll have a little bit of blue stratos. Oh, oh. blue stratos, good choice. Yeah, I'm not actually sure if this is male or female. Do you want to have a little smell of yeah, me? Yeah, Gibellini, I think. I like these ones, like manly, like you actually saw yeah, that right right back in the day. Yeah. Sprack, that's it, yeah. knock it together. I oh, know that, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's what right. a bit of old spice was. I'm gonna go with this one. Oh, look at that. Oh. Mm. Why have you got there, mate? Oh, well, I don't know. Ooh. I think that might have been a That's feminine. a ladies' one. Yeah. Why did you do that? Wait, did you... <laughs> right, this is a good place to start the podcast. Mistake. Why, Nathan, did you choose that particular one there? Mistake made. <laughs> mate, I thought you'd go with Jupe. Oh, mate, I, I, I'm surprised my, my spidey sense didn't get me to go straight to Jupe. As I said to you last night, I was more of a JPG man back in the day. Yeah, Jupe yeah. was all the rage. Jupe like, was all the rage, wasn't back it? Back in the 80s, I think. But there are still some people who swear by it. Really? And I do think there is a place for retro aftershaves. Well, if you... if you I do use Old Spice. Davidoff Cock. Do you use Old Spice? I have Old Spice um, shower gel. And I have Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's bought it for me. And uh, sometimes I go in the garden. Yeah. And I like, I'll get all messy. And yeah. I go in the shower. 
And I'll just go, oh, I bet I'll splash it all on. <laughs> I go down the counter and go, look, I'm like a 70s bodybuilder. I'm like all covered in yeah, old yeah, spice. Yeah. And then when half hour, it's gone. Oh, really? off. Yeah, it does go cool. Is that just your man in burning it off, do you reckon? Testosterone. The testosterone just burns yeah. off the old spice. But I have, I've got a few others on the go. I've got Jimmy Choo, man, oh, and uh, I've got Boss Hugo, but yeah, I've got, and I've got uh, Sauvage. Ooh. Oh, Sauvage. We have talked about Sauvage. <laughs> Sauvage makes my life more romantically inclined. <laughs> she does. She loves me very much. It's the Johnny Depp advert one, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really want to associate myself with... with Johnny Depp. On the way home. He's a good man. Like, he's a good rock star, mm, yeah. actor, but, yeah, strange guy. Mm. He's a bit of an odd boy, isn't he? Mm. But on the way home, I might buy a little bottle of Sauvage. Just You're gonna spray, go around, right? spray it around the bedroom tonight. I recommend it. I, I recommend, personal recommendation? Uh, Sauvage. 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 some men from the boys. <laughs> yeah. If, if I remember, I'll buy you some, Nathan. Thanks, mate. No, it's expensive. Mem- it's like no, how you do you remember, is though? Is it? Oh, no, is it premium you, stuff? Let me tell this story. Do you remember when... Uh, <laughs> what was that, that aftershave you saved up for? Yeah. Uh, Creed events. Yeah, you got 300 quid a bottle. Yeah, 300 what? Right. No, get what? this right. Right, Can I just so, explain? I got it for my 40th. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I've yeah, one yeah, one off. Give the context. Like, yeah. No, 300 quid. Anyway, <laughs> he was wearing, I'm like, oh, it's nice. Anyway, I went on Amazon and I put in fake Creed Aventus and I found this thing called Scent Number no. 9 by Odeon or something like Victus. that. Victus. Victor. 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 Spelled V I K T O R. Scent Number 9. It was 12 quid. And it came through. And I sprayed it all over, and I got in the blackest... We were on the road, weren't we, on the road. event? So I didn't say anything. Got in there, I sprayed it all over. He went, <laughs> oh, you got the old uh, Creed, Creed Aventus? I went, no, mate, Victor sent number nine. It's exactly the same. Once exactly. it seems to have burnt off, exactly the same. Yeah. 12.99. It don't last as long. You have to top up. No, you're driving along like that, constantly spraying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But for that five minutes, you smell exactly yeah, like yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make a so, good impression... Yeah. So these two boys, you must have smelled like Adonis's. Oh, man. Get out of the car, must have been like, like an experience. I know a lot of men prefer a natural man scent, but I quite no, like an aftershave. Yeah, you've got a yeah. low-key sweetness to it. Has it? Yeah. And, and Ventus Creed, Creed by Ventus is amazing. Have you still got it? I haven't got, used any, it I haven't got any anymore. Do you remember, like, denim and cedar yeah. and all that? It lasted yeah. about a year. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm. Did it? I've got a, an Amani one that the missus bought me. Yeah. So have you got to the stage where you let your wife choose your smells for you or not? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, yeah she's... Well, Karen chose the Savage. She uh, went oh, around smelling them all, and that was the one that made her so feel that... more romantically inclined to Roma- Oh, there we go. She get extra cup mm. of tea at night, do you? Mm. Mm. Do you like my final good night's coffee? So you're talking about last yeah, night. Double espresso before bed. Double espresso before bed. Can't make sense to me. Right I just feel so calm. And most people, <laughs> I think, would find that quite strange. Yeah. That you can then go to sleep having had caffeine. Do you think most people find a lot of what Cole Beach does quite strange? Maybe. Do you find him quite strange? <laughs> <laughs> you said I was mentally weird last night. I said no. I said you're different. Layers of complexity. Layers of Layers complexity. Of compl- he's, he's a diplomat, this one. Layers thinking of about, to moving away from me, being weird. I, I Thinking about the uh, marketing, because you're doing a marketing guy. Think about the marketing of aftershaves. Yeah. I Have you ever done a Google search on, like, most manly adverts? I find it's quite cool. No. The, the most manly advert is that, um, hey, trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah, Gerber, knives. Gerber, knife. Oh, yes. And it's Hello, so trouble. weird. Like, it actually made me want to buy a Gerber knife. Yeah. No, I didn't want oh, a knife. I've seen that. Yeah. I remember the advert you mean. No, no, I've seen the advert, oh, but I haven't seen it in ages, yeah. Yeah, and it's and like, it's his old cowboy shark, yes. and then yeah, there's yeah. someone getting attacked by a shark and cuts a rope, and mm. 
And he's like, hey, Trouble, I'm coming looking for you. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to buy a knife. I've got to buy a Gerber knife. <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely. Got my to buy a Gerber knife. Couldn't yeah. get one. So I was so frustrated. Power clever, Mark, the power. It's clever, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It works, mate. It yeah. works, boys. I heard this thing, mimetic theory, is it, where you don't know what to desire, so you copy the desires of other people. 100%. So mm. basically marketing is selling you the desires of other people. You, I want that. No, marketing is selling the desires of the brand that's doing the marketing. Oh, that's what it is. They're telling you what they want you to hear. See, a lot so of adverts it... I watch, I just think... Do you think I'm stupid? Yeah. So I was saying this to, to Karen the other night. We were watching uh, I, one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. Apart from Savage. Uh, yeah. No, I like watching, like, traffic cops, motorway cops, <laughs> interceptors on Channel 5 catch-up. Yeah, I know. I just sit You know, after a busy day, I think I just want to watch someone getting pulled over and yeah. for speeding. You know what I mean? I, just, <laughs> I know the ones. I have a packet of hulukes. This you know, BMW travelling on the yeah, M1, yeah. 118 and miles. Yeah, I love it. I just sit there watching. And then in between, they've got these, these adverts. Because yeah, I don't yeah. watch terrestrial TV. And the adverts right. come yeah. I said to Karen, who like, I'm not going to fall for that. And Karen went, most people would. Yeah. Most people, like, yeah. they create that. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. So there was one, it was a it was a Fitbit watch. Mm. And then this bloke, he was bouncing about, he put his Fitbit on and suddenly he became active. And I went, oh. I'm not going to fall for that. Yeah. Karen, there'll be loads of people. Yeah, there will. Watch that. I think, yeah. if I put this Fitbit on, I'm going to become happy, yeah. active, yeah. super fit, yeah. lose weight, but buying this yeah. watch, here's 100 quid, yeah. boom, never use yeah, it. Yeah, that's how it works. Fascinating yeah. psychology. Yeah. But then Seriously. nowadays, they take that a step further and you have like influencers. Do you have like a social media influencer that will take. This? You had the TikTok account where you could start selling the brands. Yeah, so vintage yeah. bloke. Oh, was that oh no, I said I'm never going to say oh, what it no. was. <laughs> no. For those watching or listening, plug. vintage bloke. <laughs> oh, if you thought oh, who's no. that, who's that bloke putting all that vintage content out there? Millions of, Here millions he of views. Here he is. No, I can't believe I did that. Right, so that deliberate. It was that wasn't deliberate. So vintage bloke, yeah. So, so I started getting like two million views, a million views on my vintage bloke account yeah. on TikTok. Suddenly, I got asked to be part of a, a sales thing, sell products. Yeah. That's right, because. That account is seen as being influential. It's an influencer account. So that's how social media, mm. so taking TV advertising into the modern times, that's how it all works. So you'd have a brand on show? Yeah. This is sponsored by... Yeah. So I could do that before, like, a picture of Phantom Cold War Scramble, like typical concept for you, or, yeah. you know, the, the world's first remote-controlled TV. I could say, here's this universal remote. Check out this video. Yeah. And then... No, it's amazing. I've got this. It's amazing. On some and then if channel... I sold like 100, I could get like, you know, fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get like a link code and stuff like that for it and all that sort of stuff. Some channels or some platforms, sorry, you have to write sponsored next to it. So it's clear that it's a sponsored post. Oh. There's all sorts, yeah. No, no. So on TikTok, what I got a link to is a TikTok shop and I could just post a link yes. to that product. Yeah, and you'll get a discount code, basically. Mm. A discount from that, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But, but I don't want to sell out. No. Feels like no. that. It does feel like that. Yeah, it feels people like there to be sold stuff. No, I want to create pleasure and joy. And yeah. people want authentic content. That's that's yeah. the key. That's sort of the reality is people need stuff. So there was this in. guy. I'm not going to name him because we're not into naming and shaming. But there's a guy who did a like a train spotting account, mm. and it's really fun. Like it was great. He wears a, a GoPro on his forehead, right? And, he, and he's chasing after trains. He's <laughs> really innocent. Great. Loves trains. Loves right. trains. Yeah, yeah. And it's then beautiful. suddenly it's changed, and it's mm. like. 
He's, cele- he's meeting celebs and there's clearly someone else filming him. Yeah, and he's right. wearing sponsor yeah, yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I get, like, clever. Like, you're making, before you made a million pounds. Like, you, you yeah. good guy. Like, yeah. great. Good for you. But it feels like you build a fan base built on a particular thing. Yeah. And then you change to get you the money. It, yeah. You monetize it and it stops being you. Yeah. It just, just feels not disingenuous. It just, it's a shame. Yeah. But I get it as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll never have to work again. So I yeah. kind of get it. But it yeah. also feels like... Yeah, definitely. I don't know. But, so that, that, but that's always the balance, isn't it? Between even in marketing or advertising, mm. it's like just, there are some genuinely good products that you want to yeah, consume. And I understand that. But then it's like, what's the balance between that and, say, yeah. manipulation? Or well, and it comes talking and, about the Christian world. Yeah. I'm like, you know, we... we, we I haven't written a book for ages, but written a bunch of books, Nathan has. Reducing resources, trying to shift up, but... If you're the, pro, the profile that God gives you for the gospel becomes like a a marketing vehicle just to make money, yeah, yeah. it kind of feels like a corruption of yeah your values and ideals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know like we want yeah. to you write something so you believe in it, but then if everything you do is to sell a product or yeah. a course or a, yeah, I don't know. It's well, we're trying to counter line. this by producing stuff that's awfulous. It's group anonymous, owned, yeah. right? Anonymous, yes. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Edge Community have produced this resource. Yeah, Vici yeah. might have written it. Yeah, but, but it's about Edge Community, mm, isn't it? Mm. And I think, I mean, you, you're right. But then I suppose there's always two sides to that argument, isn't there? There's a side of the argument: if you don't go out and promote it or promote what you're doing, how do people know about it? Hundred percent. You know, there's that side of it, but the other side of it. If it becomes about you and the self-promotion, then are you missing the gospel truth within the yeah. middle of it, which yeah. is actually about helping others? Yeah. So I think so much of it sometimes about heart attitude and the other time just about how we do it. And obviously, like, the UK church is very different to, say, the American church. Yeah. American church is very good at building brand. But yeah. also the American audience expect that. So, you know, we, we, it's quite easy to judge it and go, oh, look at them and they've got a million, two million Instagram followers and their shows look all big and glitzy, but that's what their audience want. Right. I'm not saying it's okay, yeah. but... Or How I'm much not... do we then self-perpetuate that or perpetuate a wrong audience? So one of the things I'm trying to explore at the moment, I've got this thing called New Nazarite, where we're exploring like a new... Like the, the restoration of the Nazarite vow, but for today, yeah, simplicity, obscurity, sobriety, yeah, service, yeah, accepting that God shines a light, but then you lead a countercultural life. So if you're creating a platform and a vibe and atmosphere which is what the consumers want, that's not the countercultural gospel, is it? See what I mean? What if I the the public want smoke machines, lights, yeah, but actually Jesus says. Walk in the valleys, the shadows, disappear up a mountain, yeah. walk humbly before your God, blah, blah, but blah. But he still preached to 5,000. But then he went into the shadows. But then he went into the shadows, exactly that. So, so I would say, God gives you platform. Exactly. I'm at a gathering, I'll stand in front of 1,500 blokes. Yeah. Gatheringformen.com. <laughs> so, next year. But, you know, we'll, we'll do that, but then point A, point beyond yourself to Christ, yeah. B... You know, like Paul said, imitate me exactly. as I imitate Christ. Yes. B, walk in the shadows. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, you know, this is a big topic, the limelight kills most people. Yeah. Hence some of the things we're reading about in uh, the Christian mate, world at the moment, Stay small, mate. man. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think stay small. And I think that if you look at one of the biggest scriptures, the things that really changed my life was looking at John when he said, I must decrease and he must increase. 
when he saw Jesus coming towards him and he realised that Jesus is the Messiah. And yet John had been, he'd been out, the guy, you know, he'd been in the spirit of Elijah. He yeah. was out there doing yeah. big stuff, big things going on. Yeah. But the yeah. moment he saw Jesus, he realised that he had to decrease and Jesus had to increase. And I think that's such a healthy yeah, way of cool. looking at it. No matter what big, no matter how big the platform is, we must decrease and he must increase. It must always be about yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and push other people beyond exactly. it. Exactly. I remember listening yeah. to Graham Kendrick. Uh, there was a thing in Wembley called Champion of the World. Right. I think it was like 89 or 90 or something. No, it must have been 90, 92, 93, I don't know, something like that. I'd just become to come to Christ a few yeah. years earlier. And I think Matt Redman was just starting up. It might have been later than that, actually. He was just uh, getting somewhere. And so Noel Richards was there. I think it was Noel Richards. And, uh, yeah, and Graham. And then this guy, like, Matt Redman. And Graham stood there and he went, my prayer is that these guys go further... That's right. Faster, yeah. higher, yeah. more influence than anything I've ever done. Now, I've known Graham now for a very long time. Everything he said is what he is. Yeah, amazing. Mm. You know, and I think, well, that, that's a good model. Yeah. You know, always looking beyond yourself to push others, right. out, outdo one another and giving honour like Romans. Yeah. You know, but that's what Jesus said as well, didn't he? He said, greater works than these you shall yeah. do, he said to his disciples. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit empowered them and boom, they didn't have a clue what they were doing. But ended up empowering, starting and empowering the church. Yeah, that's right, mate. Clueless men, but they just, Jesus has spoken. Unschooled ordinary yeah, men. Unschooled ordinary men. Well, that's a real word to me and Blackers at the moment, because mm. we're really pursuing this whole thing about being unschooled ordinary men. There we go. Acts 4. Love that. Unschooled ordinary men that had been with Jesus. That's right. Yeah, yeah, love that. Do you think the era of the, the sort of alpha lead male ministry model has changed. So like no mate still there. Billy Graham. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I don't know, David Wilkerson. Yeah. I mean you got it in worship as well, but yeah. these kind of key guys who build movements around them, like mm. Ravi Zacharias and others that Yeah. There's huge potential, there's huge risk. But that, that's it. Is that model gone? God, to me God uses leadership mm. and he uses personality. I I don't think you can get away from that. But the danger is when you start to believe your own propaganda mm. and yeah. you remove yourself from accountability. Yeah. I mean, I know God has used me to build movement. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to deny that gift he's given me. Yeah. But equally, I, I, I surround myself with people who make sure I don't act like a div. Yeah. And we do things together, mm. don't we? Yeah. But I don't think that's gone. I think there's elements of it that are gone. I... Do you disagree, mate? No, but like Brian Houston, for example, Hillsong and... You lose someone within that network, that church expression. It's so devastating. But do you think thousands. if I died today, which could happen, if I died today, Edge and CVM and that wouldn't No, stop. Carry, carry, carry on. So I think you can lead. Yeah. But surround yourself with people who can fill the gap and always focus on legacy. Yeah. 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 And then you're not a cult. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I do think... There is a there's two things there. One is, I think there's a generational shift. Mm. So I right. think if you look at a lot of the next generation, our children of their various respective ages, yeah. they're not bought into the same structures that we were bought into. Yeah. So you went to school, you had a hymn book at school, Sunday church was a thing, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. The Christmas assembly, Easter, yeah. we grew up in the Christian culture largely. Sit in rows, listen to content. Exactly. And we, we grew up in a pre-social media generation. Yeah. Our kids don't. 
So they don't, they're not bothered about Sunday morning, 10 a.m. anymore because they're scrolling through Instagram and TikTok and getting content all day long. Any so day. Yeah. we've elevated the man in the past, and I believe that Jesus is now elevating humility. And I think he's elevating movements that are humble, like what you guys are doing. And it's you need a man or woman, you need a person to be a figurehead sometimes, yeah. to be a spokesperson. And I think you should never be ashamed of that. But at the same time, I think the next generation are looking for that authenticity good, of relationship, that authenticity of, of vision. And they're not just looking for the big guy on a Sunday with the big message. So interesting, though, like you've got the Andrew Tates and what was yeah. that bloke you mentioned? Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett, like yeah. they're all gravitating around. Now, I wonder if the counter to those voices yeah. isn't another voice, but the power of a godly movement. 100%. Like, like these young people used to flood around the Taze monks in China. They probably still do. Yeah. The hillsides yeah. Yeah. They didn't probably know the name of the lead monk. Mm. But they gravitated around the movement. I wonder if the, the the young, the next generation will gravitate around an ideal and a movement and, and a call to a different life rather than the person. I wonder if that's the counter to the Andrew Tate. So, so mm. this, just, let's talk about Andrew Tate and Stephen Bartlett for a minute. Yeah. They represent a false truth. So they represent understanding humans, understanding brotherhood. Going to Andrew Tate's content, mm. it's all about brotherhood. Mm. It's all about, um, you know, looking out for each other. It's all about yeah. we're in this together. So actually what the church has been saying for a number mm. of years, mm. but actually maybe some people haven't seen that reflected as accurately as they mm. could. Mm. And then Stephen Bartley, what's he doing now? He's giving you content about your mental health, your emotional well-being, your sex life, your, your, you know, your career. Yeah. He's the one. He's becoming the representation of what that generation needs to hear. Mm. But it's a false truth because it's yeah. not real. Yeah. So what they really need is an authentic expression, authentic communities that express the true truth which is life in Jesus, mm. which is co genuine community looking out for each other, all of that stuff. I, I saw a fascinating video on TV. Does it make sense? Yeah, man. I love it. Like, here's, here's an example of this. There's a bloke on TikTok I follow called right. Mark in one of my other accounts, uh, and he, he's got Parkinson's, and he's called Mark Hogben. At Parky Bloke. Yeah, at Parky Bloke, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Shameless plugs. No, it wasn't what I was doing. I didn't even say it. He said it. So anyway, I was following this guy, Mark Hogben, and someone asked him a question on TikTok. So you can reply to questions with videos. And he said, do you believe that it's life after death? Now, he's got a, a fast version of Parkinson's right. called MSA. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kill you. Um, so he then said, people are asking him. And he just looks at the camera and he's shaking. And he says, um, I don't know the answer, he said, but what I do know is this. There's a, my favourite story is there's a being who doesn't need to do anything to be cared for. It, it's fed and it's watered, and it's safe, and it's warm, and it's a baby. And then one day it feels pressure, and it's being, it feels itself being forced out into the light, and it thinks it's going to die, but actually it's just being born, mm. and stops talking, and the video cuts. Hundreds of thousands of likes. And yeah. people are putting underneath, you've just solved everything for me. Yeah. You've just, he's, got, he's got nearly 400,000 followers already. Mm. Yeah. And, and it just, just So here's a guy, Parkinson's, yeah. who lives in a wilderness, <clears throat> interesting character, right. dying, now speaking into motivation, yeah. life after death, spirituality, health, cooking, yeah. diet, zero carbs, everything. Yeah. Dog ownership, dog training. Wow. Yeah. 
and hundreds of thousands of likes on his videos. Yeah, completely. He's an ex-software engineer. So can I can I just say something? I think this generation, this next generation, are more spiritual than ever before. Why? Why am I saying that? It's because they're into mindfulness, yeah. into well-being, into what I eat, how I eat. Yeah, the whole gambit. The whole gambit. Veganism, vegetarian. It's it, and we can all we can all sit in our little high pews and judge it, but it's where they're mm. at. They they want to know how do I live my life? Who cares me? Yeah. How to look after my soul? And my daughter's a vegan, right? My right, youngest yeah. daughter's a vegan. And, and there's really, a belief there. Well, she is. So she yeah. said to me once, something like, I'm going to quote her wrong, but it's on the lines of, so you believe, you know, she's a Christian. So like, okay, but I don't understand this. One of the reasons I struggle with church and, Christ- and Christians is you say all this stuff, you do all this stuff, and you believe in the planet and you believe in caring for things, and then yet you support intensive farming, uh, cows being artificially inseminated so they can produce milk, the mass slaughter of this, that, and the other. At least I've got integrity. Yeah. And I said, I don't see that in Christians. I don't see out and out integrity. Now she's got to be in a bonnet about that particular issue, but she's she's not alone. Like she is representative of hundreds of thousands of young people yeah. in their early twenties and teens who are 100%. going. I'm looking at the church and I just see hypocrisy. You knock me like because Christians really call about animals sometimes, yeah. and they call and they. Mock veganism and stuff. I mean, we joke about it in the gathering, but actually, we can because I've got a vegan and vegetarian wife and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a joke. But actually, some people are genuinely cool. And the young people are looking on that and saying, you're basically out of order and I just don't like, don't like it. But, but I don't do you like know, what you But for. do you know why? <laughs> One of the reasons why is because young people are looking for authentic causes. Right. They're not interested in these. It's kind of going back to your question. It's kind of man-made brands. Mm. I'm telling you what I want you to think. And, you know, they care about real causes, people, mm. planet. They care about that more than any other generation. Why? Mm. Because the planet is in destruction. Why? Because climate change is a thing. Why? Because, mm. you know, the nations are being destroyed. And they actually care about that. So we've got to be speaking into that generation with the truth of the gospel. I really believe that, mm. you know. And it's it's very easy sometimes to preach from a middle-class paradigm and preach from our comfortable worlds, mm. but actually realising that a lot of people don't live in that world anymore. Mm. You know, the cost of living crisis to many people and the way, the way that people's careers are working, the way that school yeah. doesn't work for many kids, means a lot of people won't buy houses and they mm. won't be having second holiday homes in France and yeah. all that great and good stuff. So... We've got to be speaking into that generation with a voice that they really understand, that empathises with them, and not judge them. Exactly, and not judge them. So that goes back to what you were talking about, about like you know that sort of neo-Nazarite kind of momentum and that vow. That's if that's authentic to you, that needs to be communicated, Mm. and that's not show off. Look at me, look what I'm doing. It's like this is a truth I want to bring into the world. Because it points back to Christ, yeah. and that's the kind of truth that we need. And it's finding the yeah. right way to do that. Exactly. Point into yourself, and it's not a exactly. new thing, is it? Isn't no. this sort of what Booth did with the Salvation Army? Yeah, yeah. Almost saw oh, the gap yeah. in culture that was missing. Yeah. Wesley, yeah, Whit- Whitfield with his showboating evangelistic shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Whitfield worked alongside Wesley, didn't mm. he? And so, yeah, that. I mean, a lot of you know, we're we're talking about the the. the the um, envir- the environments are different because we're now talking about a, yeah. a social media digital world, yeah, yeah. but the problems are the same. Mm. People are desperate for truth. The human hearts. The human hearts are the same. You know, when Wesley, when the Wesleyan revival started in the 1700s, mm. 
the world was in a very, very dark place. A, you know, a state of sin was terrible in England, yeah. and he was speaking directly into that. But they're finding they're finding their purpose not in Christ and in the church because they're finding it wanting. So they're finding it in other stuff, yeah. the environment, healthy eating, yeah. vegan, all of that. Yeah, and yeah. people like Stephen Bartlett speak directly and into are, that. And a lot yeah. of young people are rejecting wealth. There's this whole move I've yeah. seen on social media. If yeah, live a you know, you don't need a big house. I'm living yeah. my free life on on peanuts. Yeah. I just travel the world, do my own thing. Yeah. This is they're going. This is the new wealth. Wow. Yeah. The new wealth is got me beating up car. I'm driving yeah. across Mexico. I get a job in a bar. Yeah, I'm actually richer than you. Yeah, exactly that. And their parents have got two houses and couldn't let go of them Mm. and lived a generation where it was a mass, a mass, a mass. And that shift is huge. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a huge shift. I mean, a lot of the jobs that that our kids and, you know, kids' kids are going to be working don't exist now. Yeah. You know, or won't exist in the future. So a whole new economy is going to be created through things like AI and all that sort of stuff. And a whole economy is going to be wiped out. Moving AI's forward. going to wipe us out, mate. <laughs> right, Skynet. Yeah, we were talking about that last yeah. time. Yeah. films. Have you, watched Total Re- have you watched Total Recall recently, the original Schwarzenegger? No, no not the original. It. it is literally is it? telling the future. No, I've not yeah. watched it for years. Yeah, that's the one where he has a, is he in a dream. Let's actually cut to the chase. Yeah. Was he actually was he in a dream? No. Or did it actually happen? It happened. How do you know that, though? Because he asked for a dream to be a spy... On Mars, and then he became a spy on Mars, and he went be prepared for a wild ride, and that's what happened. He was a, I'm thinking, a dream. Oh, it can't be just a dream. You don't want it to be a dream, no. <laughs> How do you know that we're not in a simulation right now? How do you know this is an inception? We spin the top. Yeah, exactly. Still spinning. But it's Elon Elon <laughs> Musk. I have to say that of Elon Musk and Elon Musk. I prefer Elon Ma on TikTok. Have you seen that? No. He's a Chinese impersonator. Oh, Elon Musk. No, he goes, my name's brilliant. Elon Ma. And he looks exactly like Elon Musk. He looks really? like him. Yeah, he actually it, looks like him. Yeah. No. My name's Elon Ma. I'll show, I'll show you it, mate. I'm not, being, I'm not being out of order. That's actually what he does on the thing. Was, after this. Chinese lookalike. Yeah, I'll find it while we talk. Elon Ma, well, I'll, that's I'll, put, I'll do an edit and we'll have it Hold on, on the let screen me find it now. Elon, Elon, Elon Ma. Ma. That's oh, brilliant. Hold on. Let me turn the volume down so we don't get an advert. Uh, advert for uh, Elon plant bloke. Elon yeah. Ma. <laughs> Sorry, that's my plant. I'm, I'm sorry, that's my plant. Okay, here you go, here you go. He doesn't like him, does he? That's it. That's all he does. No, no, what's it? Hold on. He does look like him, doesn't he? He does. Mate, he's got millions of followers. He's called, he's called Elo Mar. <laughs> he looks so much like Elon, doesn't he? <laughs> it's Elon How Mar. clever. He's got a hook, a catchphrase. Yeah. That's yeah. clever. And yeah, but look, yeah. And he, so this one is on Bitcoin. What's this? Money, money, money. <laughs> 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 Absolute genius. Wow. So Elon Musk said, you cannot prove. Ultimately, we're not in a simulation. And a whole bunch of philosophers have said this. So you can't... I mean, I know, right, they're cut to the chase, we're Christians. Yeah. We're leaving the Bible. Yeah. Believe Jesus is coming yeah. back, all that. Yeah. It's a conversation. Yeah. So he said you cannot prove we're not in a simulation, philosophically. And he said if you look at the rate of progress, like we went from Pong 
to like flight simulators yeah, to yeah. ultra realistic, you know, yeah. VR goggles in like yeah. no time at all. Yeah. It makes total sense that, you know, there is an, a, a world has created a world has created a world. We could be the middle world or the final destination of, this, of a simulated world. We could actually be in VR. We don't know. So ultra-realistic. We've just your, been immersed into these bodies. Your challenge is some evangelical Christian mindsets right now. <laughs> oh, the mate. religious little... That's what, uh, I, that's what I do. <laughs> people, people, people are twitching people, right people now. People are twitching right now. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> yeah, I know. So you can't ultimately... Stone him, is it? Just, yeah, a, conversation. It's just, just a, conversation. a conversation. Just a conversation. Just a caveat. Just a conversation. Yeah. That plant blows. Well, actually, let's talk about that quickly. <laughs> because one of the problems of evangelicalism... Yeah. It stops you thinking outside the box. Stops you from questioning. Maybe. Questioning. Yeah, yeah. questioning. And we've got to be good at questioning. If you yeah. really... You're robust yeah. in your belief, which I am. 100% Bible guy. Believe you must be born yeah. again. All of that stuff. Well, at least be able to dialogue without feeling threatened. Yeah. Have a conversation. But I think this links back into what we're talking about, the next generation stuff as well. Because mm. they grow up, with, again, in a post-Christian mindset. Yeah. What month is it at school now? It's Pride Month at school. So, again, all of that indoctrination right. and all of that, their right. mindsets are being shaped by a whole different set we've of questions. We've got to be at a dialogue. And we've got a better dialogue. You're exactly right. Because we can't just keep saying the same things we've been saying. Controversial 70s, view. 80s, 90s. This is the only way. This is the only way you can do life. The only way you can do church. Because the next generation aren't. They're choosing identity, they're choosing gender, they're choosing... Do you remember, uh, like, parents used to ban kids from watching Grange Hill, right? Yeah, like, don't watch Grange No, my mum and dad never did. But they used to talk to me about it. They, they would talk well, to me about... Well, like a bad influence it could be on yeah, you Yeah, but they whatever. didn't stop me. They would yeah. just... Saying, like, Zamo is taking everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They would talk to me about it. Yeah. They, they didn't ban stuff. But yeah. Because kids would go and watch it anyway. Yeah. You're much better to say, well, we'll watch this together and yeah. process it. Yeah, exactly that. And so I think that knowing the truth of God's word in the context of a very different society is absolutely mm. vital. Yeah. So I mean, some Christians, don't they, they pull their kids out of school and homeschool because of yeah. influences. And all that. And I get it, understand yeah. it. But there is another school of thought that says, have that relationship that enables you to dialogue and Absolutely. chat and work it through because yeah. one day they're going to get in the world anyway. Yeah. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah, and the world and is moving so quick. It might blow up so at uni, quick. you know. But it yeah. often does, doesn't it? Often the biggest ministries is, is, you know, university ministry because... Yeah, much needed. Both, much needed, both ways. You know, those that are mm. lost finding Christ and those that mm. are grew up in Christian mm. households almost Shout losing Christ. Shout out for Christ. Fusion and others fusion. doing great work, connecting yeah. students and churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At plantsbloke.com. At pl- I didn't like him. Leave not him, that. leave him. He's not I just plantsbloke. He's not just... A bloke. A parky bloke. A vintage bloke. But AI is a game changer, though. That is... that The rate of change you said from pong to games where like ai is unbelievable in terms so of that um the jeffrey hinton guy yeah the um the godfather of godfather of, of ai, AI they said, now they? basically saying i regret yeah no, i stood down so, so i can see a google guy yeah 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 he's the google guy google, a couple yeah. of them resigned but the other one i was looking up um because I just remembering the other day there's that guy called blake limoni or limone so they're saying that he he was sacked from Google because he said um, that the the product that Google was working on, Lambda, is sentient. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So That's he said, yeah. he, let me read this article. So Limon, an engineer for Google's responsible AI organisation, described the system he has been working on as sentient with a perception of an ability to express thoughts and feelings that is equivalent to a human child. 
If I did know exactly what it was, which is this computer program we recently built, I think it was a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics, Lamone told the Washington Post. Yeah. He said it engaged in conversations about rights and personhood. He shared his findings and they dismissed it. He said at one point he asked our assistant what's it, what it's afraid of. And Google replied and said it's just a complex algorithm designed to convinc- generate convincing human language. But he said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. This thing's thinking. Yeah. So I was this. I was listening <laughs> to a, your mate, mate, and and the, so, and I, the, I'm I'm really not like smart enough to explain this properly. Mm. But picking up on what you just said, yeah, I was listening to a podcast from the chief business officer for Google, so probably connecting with this guy yeah. and Jeffrey Hinton, and he was saying that they're creating single. Well, I've written it down. Single threaded neural intelligence. So teach the AI to pick up this and make a choice. So if you say it enough times, pick up vanilla Coke Zero. Yeah. And the example he gave was you have three bots and you teach in three of them to pick up vanilla Coke Zero. Two of them pick up a donut, one picks up that, one picks up that, and then one starts to pick up that. After a while, it learns to pick it up. Then after a while, it learns to pick it up and drink it because it's been doing it, and so it starts to develop its own intelligence. Without instruction. Without instruction, because the data and the learnings become... It knows what it should be doing. Exactly. And that's called single... What I say? We're called single-threaded neural intelligence. scary, The the danger there is if you bring all those single-threaded neural intelligence together, you create something that is so powerful. So if you connect the Coke with the donuts, with the talking, with the this... What have you created? So when you bring all those, because they call them brains. That's a sing. That's a neural neural. Mm. So like in the same way, the kid, you teach a kid how to read and write. So you teach a kid. This is the alphabet. This is how you count to ten. Once the kid knows how to learn spelling, what does it do? It spells words itself. Mm. It, he, she, mm. it, kids, mm. you, real. You know. So the, you you don't have to then constantly teach the kid your kid the alphabet Running again. Running its own commands. It runs its own commands. So it interprets like, that intelligence. Does, just exactly. a more sophisticated version. So yeah. this guy, Mo Godat, says that AI by 2045 will be 100 billion times smarter than a human. And then you've got, of course, you've got atomic computers coming up, haven't you? That, um, quantum, com- quantum, quantum physics and quantum computing co- with so the energy stuff, then it has to be going to go up the chart. And more energy than us. Faster than anything you can humanly conceive based on an atom. Because our brains are still only singular. Right? We've got you know, a set of neurons going on in our brain, but it's yeah. one brain. Yeah. With a computer, it's not just one brain. You can bring it all together into yeah. one data package that will and learn it's when the it can, time. when it can start to wow. think for itself. So yeah, my exactly. favourite denial story at the moment is this US Air Force one. Hmm. So um, basically there's a guy called Colonel uh, Tucker Cinco Hamilton That's who actually leaked, so he's a US Air Force colonel, hmm. leaked the fact that in a simulated battle it all went pear-shaped and then the US Air Force and the government immediately issued a denial. And the story was, an official said last month, in a virtual test staged by the US military, an Air Force drone controlled by AI had used highly unexpected strategies to achieve its goal. Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton described a simulated test in which a drone powered by AI was advised to destroy an enemy's air defence systems and ultimately attacked anyone who interfered with that order. The system started realising that while they did not identify the threat, at times a human operator would tell it not to kill that threat, but got its points by killing that threat, said Hamilton, the chief of AI tests and operations. So what did it do? It killed the operator. When it was told to do something it didn't want to do, it killed the operator. You're standing in my way, therefore you're dead. You're dead. 
We train the system. Hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what did it do? It starts destroying the communication tower the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it killing the target. Oh, dear. So it wanted to kill the operator. Then it sent him a command saying, don't do that, it's bad. So it blew up the communication tower in a simulation. Sever the comms, then I'll do what I want. Yeah. Just think for itself. And now it's issued, they've issued a denial, but oh, it actually dear. came from the top, the guy who's developed that system. So the reason being... <laughs> is really, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting, right, because... AI, we compute our brain according to our IQ, our brain power, our ability to think. AI has got so much ability to think in quicker data, faster formats. And so the reason it's done that, not because it's evil, Hmm. but because... It's cold and clinical. It's cold and clinical. It needs to achieve its goals. In order to achieve its goal, it will get rid of anything that gets in the way. So in this film, I was watching watching this film with Karen, um, Alien Covenant. And it's it's the it was a sequel to Prometheus in this whole alien yeah, yeah. you know mega series. Was that a film. recent film then? Yeah, so that's two thousand seventeen, I think. Right, yeah. So me and Karen decided to put it on because I heard it it's a good illustration about AI and philosophy and stuff, so I thought I'd watch it. And basically the the story is that there were there were two androids, one called David and one called something else. David was the original oh, yeah, one. Yeah, they got yeah. stranded on the planet with the professor or the Elizabeth mm. name, whatever, Elizabeth Shaw. And there's another one sent out to try and find, or accidentally find them. But right. it was an accident. David sent out a signal to lure them in. And and this, they look the same. But one, one, the latest version was created to not be creative. Mm. He couldn't create. But the previous iteration, David, was allowed to create. And he decided that humanity was the scourge of the universe, so as creating the alien predator to wipe out humanity and to find a way to get it back to Earth and wipe everyone out because he coldly calculated that the biggest threat to life in the universe was humanity. So that's a, And he even killed his creator. So I'm like, that's really interesting. Like, he killed his creator because he realised it was bad. Cold clinical decision. My father is bad. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. Not emotional. No, it's not emotional. It's just it's a, an algorithm, like it's a computer program. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I look at all the data, humanity's bad, die. You must be stopped. Well, we talked about it's this sinister, last night, yeah. didn't we? That yeah. you were saying that uh, AI would look at all the data mm. and say the problem isn't global warming, yeah. the problem isn't pollution, yeah. no, the problem's humanity. Mm. And that brings us back to the redemption story. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, there's no, if there's no redemption in this story... We we all do deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Like we look at the carnage and the pain we cause. Like most films have got some horrific narrative run alongside it. You know, cheating, scan. Even romance films, there's a yeah. cheat, there's a, an adultery. There's there's this carnage running through humanity, yeah. which is basically sin. Yeah. Where we need a redeemer. Without a redeemer, we'd be terrified of AI. Yeah. And then you got the cross. So two questions, two things there, right? Based on what you said there in that story in that film. Do you not think humans would use AI to kill each other before before AI kills humans? So is AI not going to be used in wars? Robot dogs, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, quicker Boston drones dynamics, and, drones. Yeah, yeah. Before we before the robots yeah. take over, when we use it it's for got destruction. It's got to be weaponized. Well, I think that's already happening with these kamikaze yeah. drones. They just send them up, yeah. find and kill. Yeah. Exactly. Choose a target. Yeah. And the amount of drones even being used at the moment. What's happening in Ukraine and Russia? 
There's drone, you know, that a lot of that is. I was a watching a TED talk about swarm drones. Yeah. They're saying that they yeah. can. The technology is just used on, you know, um, face recognition on an iPhone. Yeah. You could put that on a drone with an yeah. explosive charge, send a thousand up in the air with someone's face in it. Yeah. Like, or programmed in. That's yeah. how you assassinate someone. Yeah. It's just relentless. You just never get away. Yeah. Well, the Reaper drones were 20 years ago. Weren't they? Oh, well, they got They're long gone. They're like now it's like twenty years ago. Yeah, that's the thing. They're like Christ. swarm drones, yeah. little ones, yeah, and yeah, yeah. active camo. They've got yeah. all sorts. Yeah. Mm. So the other question is, what will God allow? You Before know, Jesus comes back. Exactly. Far, what will God allow? How far, How far will, will God let this go? Well, we know there'll be a great tribulation, and, exactly. and some of the imagery in the tribulation, you know, exactly. wormwood that poisons a third of the seas, and a yeah. third of the forests get burnt yeah. up, and you know, there's carnage coming. I know there's a debate about how much. Christians will suffer, but um, that's for another time. But clearly there's cataclysm, war, and, and the insects that are described, aren't they, with a face like men yeah. and the sound of thunder, yeah, yeah, these yeah, tiny, yeah. like, what are they, little drones? Yeah. What are they? Exactly. Yeah. You can see how we're moving towards that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, you like, can, you know, yeah. John, who's got this image, he can't, yeah. under, he can't, he's never seen anything like it. He's yeah. not seen a helicopter. Or, yeah. So he's seen this image from the yeah. Lord. He's yeah. describing modern warfare. I yeah. think some of mm. it. Yeah. He's describing nuclear bombs. And yeah. The, you know, the fiery thing that falls into the sea and yeah. burns everything up. And, and we're, we're obsessed with warfare. nuclear. I don't think the next war is going to be nuclear. I think it's going to be AI and drone based. Oh, do you, do you, who is it? The famous quote that said the third world, the fourth world war, be fought with sticks and stones. Wow. No, no, it's the fourth world war. Totally degraded back. It'll just, just be, be sent back to the Middle Ages. Yeah. Flint and. But yeah, you can see knives. that end time yeah. prophecies and. You know, like you said, the pictures that are created, you could see with AI and the way that it's going to go, mm. how we'll end up in, in global catastrophes. Oh, we're, on, we're on the edge all the time, aren't yeah. we? It feels like... And it's not moment. that far off. So so surfacing, coming to a place of hope, and we're going to end <laughs> the podcast because we're going to do a two-parter. <laughs> come so to a place of hope. We're going to come back next yeah. month. I did start to talk about redemption. No, I know you did. Badly. But we're going to do a bit more about Dan's story, faith in business, mm. entrepreneurship, stuff like that. So there's more we want to cover. How do we surface this one and just leave blokes? Well, I'm, I'm glad I know Jesus. Glad you know Jesus, yeah. I think, for yeah. me, in all of the conversation we had, that uttermost trust that God is still in control. Mm. At the end of the day, life is in his hands and we have the creator of the heavens and the earth the creator of the universe, the, the heavens is his throne and the earth is his footstool. Mm. You know, such a powerful scripture. Mm. It says, where is the house that you will build me and where is my home? And at the end of the day, that scripture says that in the heavens and the earth, no matter what Elon Musk creates, no matter mm. how many, we go to Mars, we go to wherever, that's his throne. Yeah. And the earth is just his footstool and he is in control and he is in command ultimately, number one. And number two, it goes on to say in that scripture, where is where will I build my home and where is my place of rest? Mm. And it speaks about on him who is a contrite spirit and, and has got a humble heart. Mm. And so I just think God is just saying to us, just keep walking with him. Yeah. Just trust him that yeah. ultimately he's got the picture in his hands. No one knows the hour, only the father knows the hour yeah. and all these things will happen. So come the ultimate, of the hour, come of the man. Yeah, mm. that's the ultimate picture, right? But we've yeah, just got to keep good, humbling man. ourselves under his under his lordship. Yes, yeah, the only thing man. we can do, Keep in my praying. opinion. Yeah.